new shit just dropped over on Patreon uh, for the podcast. You can just go over to patreon.com forward slash the failed experiment or just patreon.com and search the failed experiment and our little podcast will pop up. Uh, and there's some new shit over there. Like I said, it just went live. Um, for those that may have been following my career for quite some time, you might be familiar with a documentary series that I did in 2015, uh, started in 2015 called Spectrum or the Spectrum series. There was, uh, three seasons that I did eight episodes of pop. So I think that's 26 or 28 episodes or something. I don't know. Or I don't know something, whatever eight plus three is, uh, that's how many episodes there are. I failed math all four years of high school. So there you go. But uh, whatever 8 plus 3 is, is that right? 8 plus 3? 8 times 3? I don't know. Anyways, but that's uh, there's a lot of episodes you can go watch um, from quite a few years ago with a bunch of dudes that have gnarly stories. Um, and uh, there were some lost episodes, too, that never saw the light of day. Season 3 in particular, um, there was four episodes that uh, we did, and then uh, no one ever saw them. One of which as you've probably heard me talk about in the past, is the police officer episode. Uh, that was a part of the Spectrum series. And that now is live and has a home over on the Patreon page, uh, where you can watch that full hour-long episode. And then also, if for some reason you're really feeling the vibe, you can watch it again. But this time, hear me talk about the making of it, how it all came to be, the stories of being out in the field with Jordan... All that shit, if that interests you. Some camera nerd talk about composition and things that I did terribly, and maybe one or two things that I did that I liked. Um, aside from that, another uh, lost episode from that series uh, just went live with Trevor Stewart, a uh, professional off-road motocross racer and champion, and former professional supercross and motocross racer Stephen Tokarski. Um... They were originally episode one of season three, and then uh, they weren't for, uh, yeah, dumb reasons that uh, I really don't fully understand why. Um, but, uh, yeah, it never saw the light of day. So um, it sat on a hard drive for six plus years, and now it's live on Patreon. You can watch the 25 or 30 minute long episode with both Trevor and uh, Stephen and hear their uh, very uh, emotional and wild journeys racing their dirt bikes at a professional level um, that's the first project Trevor Stewart and I ever worked on together and then uh, really grew from there we've done some stuff when he was riding for American Honda and then obviously no runners which is probably something I should break down and yes I am trying to get Trevor Stewart on the podcast but scheduling is a bitch but it will happen um so yeah check out Patreon Lost Spectrum episode is now live and if you haven't already the uh Troy Lee Designs docuseries trailer um like I've said, was the only thing that got done and approved. It also is now over on Patreon for you to watch. So if you want to support this little DIY podcast, uh, five bucks a month over on Patreon, you get all these lost episodes, bonus episodes of the podcast, commentary, and uh, all that fun shit. And the video component of this podcast, which will eventually come, uh, will live over there too. Uh, so yeah, there you go. 
And what else? Uh, yeah. This is episode 31 of The Field Experiment with filmmaker Kyle Crabb. This is also the last episode I have in my stash of episodes. Uh, after this one, uh, I am all out, and I have none recorded. So there's going to be a pause for the cause um, for a bit. I have uh, none scheduled, but I have plenty of guests that I'm talking to, and it's just a matter of figuring out the schedule and making it work for uh, both of us. Because if you have not heard, for some reason, but if you're a loyal listener to this, you probably already know, uh, I no longer make a career pointing the camera at shit. Uh, Now, got myself a job at Trader Joe's with a steady paycheck, uh, health insurance, retirement, you know, all that cool shit. But that's a full-time job, five days a week, and uh, I'm at the mercy of that schedule and trying to do this podcast around that while also maintaining uh, a personal life and our almost now nine-month-old daughter who is uh, going through a wild sleep regression and refusing to sleep. Um, I'm on fumes, so um, we're just fucking barely scraping by here, uh, trying to keep the head on a swivel. But, uh, yeah... The lack of sleep has really made it difficult, but we'll get through it. But, um, yeah, there's going to be a delay in episodes for a bit, but, uh, I will be recording. I'm probably going to do what I did in the very beginning and really stack up a bunch. Um, I'd like to stack up between 15 to 20 episodes, cover my ass for 15 to 20 weeks. So that's where we're at. Just a heads up. Uh, but that doesn't affect Patreon. Still will be uploading shit on Patreon weekly. Uh... So no worries there. Um, all right, let's get into it. Episode 31, filmmaker Kyle Crabb. Um, Kyle Crabb is based out of the Bakersfield, California area. And we've known each other for a few years. I'm hell-bent on the fact we met at Freestone uh, in uh, Wortham, Texas, or Mahia, or wherever the fuck that racetrack lives in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Um, I'm convinced that's where we met. Kyle feels differently. And he's probably right. Um, but I'm going to stick with we met at Freestone. Because uh, for some reason, that's just where my head goes. Um, he released a long-form sh- film called Youngblood on YouTube for free. So what I would do, if you haven't already, before you listen to this episode, go onto YouTube, search Youngblood and or Kyle Crab with two Bs, B as in boy at the end, uh, and watch Youngblood. It's a 30-minute film uh, on amateur motocross, and I watched it, and immediately after I watched it, I slid into his DMs and said that if he ever wants to come on the podcast, let me know. He is more than welcome, because I was fucking impressed with what he did, and you'll hear it in this episode. I cannot stop giving the dude praise. Um, It really... I haven't seen shit like that since Mini Warriors, to be honest with you. Um, it's has most know my style. I'm I'm you know this slow paced, artsy fartsy whatever. Tell the you know I guess I can show the bad side of the sport. Um, one second, I gotta let my dog out before she chews through the wall. Hold tight.
charm of a no-budget podcast. Um, yeah. In uh, Youngblood that Kyle Crabb did is very old-school rooted in its uh, sensibilities, I suppose. Um, rock, Punk rock music, some old-school style hip-hop rap. Just a mu- It's a music video. It's like the old Mini Warriors. It's, it, but... It's done so fucking well. Tone, pacing, the feel, how it was pieced together, everything about it. It's not, you know, it's not shot on a red 4K, this, that, fucking epic slow-mo ever shot, all that shit, uh, which is what I am guilty of, and most of us are guilty of that do this for a living or have done it for a living. I guess I'm no longer one of us anymore. I don't know. But, um, it... It's really fucking good. I was thoroughly impressed and blown away. I really haven't seen anything like that come out in a long time. And the fact that he basically threw a middle finger to this bullshit 9x16 Instagram fuckery uh, and said, no, I'm going to make a long form piece and fuck everything else. I think that's fucking cool. And I hope that more people in the moto filmmaking space take note of what Kyle did with this project and uh, go long form because... The Instagram shit is just ridiculous. There's no substance. There's no soul. You look at it once and you swipe on through to the next thing. Um, It's pretty fucked. Um, And I can say that shit pretty openly now. Because I don't work in the industry anymore. So fuck it. What are you going to do? Fire me? You can't fire me because I don't work there. That sounded bitter. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm really fucking happy where I'm at. Um... But it's just nice to kind of really openly now just say, yeah, fucking, it's all stupid. And uh, Kyle Crabb is making it unstupid. So, good dude, this was a great conversation. Uh, This happened in, I think, December-ish? Mid, early to mid-December is when we sat down, so a few months ago. Um, Yeah, good dude, really stoked on the work he did with Youngblood and I hope he keeps chasing the dream and I hope that he keeps making long form shit like this because this is what the sport needs um stuff like this there's a lot of long form stuff that does kind of come out but it all is pretty not good um or trying too hard to be something and Kyle nailed it on the head with this one just like I said tone pacing the music selection, how the music selection kind of weaves in and out of one another and the segments themselves, how they're pieced together. There's just a lot of thought put behind this and it really felt like a a really, it felt like a 2024 version of the original Mini Warriors in the best way possible and not like a cheap ripoff. Like this was authentic. Um, can't stress it enough it's just fucking cool to see someone hit the nail on the head how it how it should be i can't do it it's not my style not able to work in that wheelhouse uh but he is and he killed it and i'm stoked so hope i'll enjoy um yeah that's it someone please help me get jenny taft on the podcast damn it someone knows her please um all right and uh, leave a review on Apple, Spotify, whatever. Five star would be rad. Uh, uh, rating and a comment or something. It helps 
bump this shit in the algorithms and suggest this podcast to other people's feeds uh, so we can keep uh, growing this little thing. Um, so, all right, that's it. On the Instagram, underscore uh, the field experiments, YouTube at underscore TFE. Um, yeah, enjoy this last episode for a little bit uh, and uh, peep us on Patreon. Shit's going to be uploaded there every week still with bonus episodes as well, breaking down shit. Yeah, okay, that's it. Let's do it. Episode 31, Kyle Crab, filmmaker. Go watch his film, Youngblood, on YouTube now. It's fucking great. Can't stress it enough. I sound like a broken record, but I mean it. It's rad. And, uh, yeah. I'm gonna... Go get some Taco Bell with the wife and watch Whose Line Is It Anyways in bed and go to sleep because I'm tired. And, uh, alright, enjoy! Also, Patreon, Field Experiment, five bucks a month. You get more than your shitty Starbucks cup of coffee. Mm, food for thought. Okay. Adios. Sweet. Um, cool. We're rolling. So, start at the beginning. For You're like Bakersfield born and raised? Yep. Okay. That's... I have always associated you as a Texas kid, a Freestone kid, because I think oh, that's really? where we met, maybe? I don't I, remember... Uh, I don't think we have ever met, actually. Really? I've seen you around, like... Uh, last time I saw you was at Freestone, actually. Okay. Um, 22. Yep, yep. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, other than that, no, I'm, uh, from Bakersfield and Taft area. I've kind of gone back and forth as a kid mm-hmm. well, up until 18 or so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yep. Grew up there. It's kind of a smaller, Taft is a smaller town, mm-hmm. just oil and farm and, um, just fields everywhere. So I would just go right in the fields and. Yeah, that's kind of what I grew up doing. Okay. Did your parents, dad ride? How did you kind of get just like discover dirt bikes? Yeah. So my dad, uh, my dad rode, my grandpa rode. Mm. Um, I mean, uh, I don't remember this because I was so young, but I I was told that when I was like maybe one years old, my dad strapped me with a belt um, on his lap on his bike and there was a little step up behind the house that he would hit and he was like jumping with me and shit like okay when i was little yeah so i was like uh i was exposed pretty early and was had all the toys and movies and shit so yeah yeah that's all i've known forever nice and like growing up riding and stuff was there ever like a goal of like like i know for me it was like i want to go race supercross and motocross was the same thing for you or yeah i definitely had those uh those dreams and stuff uh i kind of knew as i got older though that it probably wouldn't happen you know like uh especially when you get older and you you know girls and and drinking and stuff and that's just like the stuff that comes with that but uh um yeah i definitely uh i dreamed about that for forever Mm -hmm. you know just going pro or at least like trying to qualify for a race was like a goal of mine yeah per se yeah were you like racing wise, just locally, or did you ever try to do anything bigger outside of California? It was more more local stuff. I did like Mammoth, and um, actually, Mammoth was really one of the only bigger races I did. Yeah. And to me, I thought Mammoth was like a big deal. And yeah. Now I go there, which I mean, I guess it kind of is, but now I go there, and it's like, oh, it's just you know, just a cool race to be at. But yeah, um, I would do a lot of like off road races too. Big Six works. Oh, okay. Those were pretty fun. Um, yeah, I felt more competitive in those races than, uh, than freaking mammoth and shit. I would get my ass beat. So, <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I only raced Mammoth one time in 2004, and I should have raced as an intermediate and raced as a novice, and there was, like, fucking four gates of 125 oh, novice and, like, yeah. two gates of 125 intermediate, and I remember being like, I fucked up. Yeah, you only have you only have to get like ninth in the in the intermediate heat, you know, yeah, to get in. To like, get in, yeah. And I did not get in in the novice class. I got uh, first of all, I think that first turn at Mammoth is the scariest fucking first turn of any first turn. Oh, I was so scared. He did that first turn, <laughs> and got through the first turn like mid pack ish, and going like halfway up the hill, some dickhead just. Obviously, that hill goes straight for a while. Well, someone decided he didn't want to go straight and just hooked a fucking left in front of me. I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, just goes left. I T-bone him. Someone behind me hits me. I get stuck under the bi- my bike. Oh. Um, I ended up coming from 40th to 30th in the, the heat race. And I remember being in 31st, the last lap, the last turn, come over those two tables and that left-hander before the finish. Mm. Fucking kid in 30th went wide, and I just fucking went Jason Lawrence T-bone straight <laughs> into him for 30th place. It made no difference. <laughs> but I was just, like, so angry that I was like, you're dead. Oh, uh, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah. You're just over it. Yeah. Like, why the fuck am I doing this? Oh, uh, yeah. It was, yeah. So that was my biggest, like, amateur national that I fucking didn't even qualify for the main. <laughs> but like, at that time, too, the local scene was pretty big, like, you didn't need to do like Loretta's and Ponca and stuff necessarily. Like, I mean, I wasn't that good to begin with, but I never had an interest. Like you could still kind of like, I felt like make a name for yourself without doing that stuff. Yeah. Compared to nowadays. Yeah. It's pretty, uh, cutthroat all that, but just, you have to go to every single race damn near to, you know, if you don't hit all of them, then you're not, you're not really going to get picked up or. Yeah. The support you might need. Yeah, it's tough. It's so, and it's expensive too. Um, what what was like the scene in like the Bakersfield Taft area for you growing up, like riding wise? Um, for me, we had a local like arena cross uh, series like right in town that was it was pretty popular actually. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, it's a kind of small arena. It's open, um, so it's not like too big. But mm-hmm. yeah, we would get. I mean, tons of people like we would race until, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night, just motos after motos. And that was kind of a big uh, deal for me for a while. I would just race that. Then we had, um, well, we still have Honolulu Hills. Mm -hmm. They still do races that sometimes, but not as much. Um, Back then there was like summer series, fall series. Like there was races all the time, like just five minutes away from home. So um, I would do those a lot and. Yeah, that was that was pretty much. Uh, I didn't really travel that far. Like on sixty fives and eighty fives, I would mm. just do local stuff. Yeah, like that. But yeah, or I would just go right in the fields and have a fun time doing that too. I feel like the the fields, like free riding, whatever you want to call it, in Bakersfield, that area looks so cool. Oh yeah, it's it's. Uh, I'm. I feel pretty lucky to live where I do because I mean. Like when I go to like Texas or any other state mm-hmm. that I'm like, dude, I couldn't imagine having like no, you know, like there's just nothing out here. Like mm-hmm. all you have is tracks and shit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, even like this uh, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, we had a good ride. Um, we had like a group of like 20 guys out there, like after oh, a good wow. rain. Yeah. And it was insane. Yeah. Like that was, that's more fun than going to a track for me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's 
Yeah, that's cool. We had like, obviously down here there's Beaumont and stuff, but anytime I've ever seen photos or videos from like the oil fields out in Bakersfield, I'm like, <laughs> fuck, that looks so cool. Yeah. Just from like a visual component, like, man, that'd be fun to shoot out there. Oh yeah. It's definitely like one of the most scenic places, Bakersfield and, and Taft. If you go to the right places, it's pretty, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's pretty badass film wise and just writing wise in general too. Yeah. How would you describe Bakersfield to people? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of a hard thing because I know that, uh, you know, it, people just think it's like a tweaker town, which it kind of is that like the east side of Bakersfield is pretty rough. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's, there's some good parts though. Like there's some like pretty, uh, like you got seven Oaks and shit, which is pretty like, um, how do you say bougie, I guess. Yeah. Like just, yeah. Um, and then some normal, I don't know. Like it's just a weird, uh, it's a weird town for sure. But, uh, um, and I know a lot of people like to talk shit about Bakersfield and Taft, but, uh, honestly, I, I don't mind it. I would rather live there than, you know, LA or mm -hmm. anywhere that's like, just millions of people. I, I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, do you know who Garrett Elf is? Yeah. 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 Yep. So uh, I've known Garrett for a long time. Um, we've done some video projects together over the years. Um, and I remember like going up to his place in Bakersfield, I guess in like the foothills. Yeah. Right across the street, they have, uh, those jumps that you can see from his yard. Yes. We would go ride those all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Like every time I've gone to that part of Bakersfield to sh shoot with him i'm like this is pretty fucking nice like i, I can get down with this <laughs> yeah right from your house and just freaking ride all day yeah yeah um so how are you like academically in school is that something you enjoyed or not so much uh yeah i wasn't uh i mean i did okay in school i guess but i i just would daydream a lot and i like if we were reading books and shit i just i just would fall asleep and stuff <laughs> you know but uh yeah, freaking early on as a kid too, I uh, I had like a gnarly stuttering problem. So I was like, just, I kind of did my own thing. I had a few, like I had a few friends that I would hang out with and stuff. But uh, for the most part, I just hated school because, you know, I was like, I just hated, uh, or like if I had to read and, mm -hmm. you know, middle of class, I was like, fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, uh, that kind of shit, uh, that's why I, didn't really like school. Yeah, I, I get that. I was in my special ed classes pretty much my whole academic career because I couldn't read, uh, wasn't the best at writing. And then I had like really, really low uh, like comprehension skills. Mm -hmm. So like, especially when it would come to like, like reading out loud in a class. Oh my God. Oh, You're, that was my worst dude. fear. Oh my God. It, it would happen every now and then. And I remember one time, and it was like my greatest fear came to life was I got picked on and called on whatever to read this page or whatever and got through it actually okay. And the last word in this paragraph, it was, it said no sweat, but I didn't know that sweat. I didn't know what that word was. I thought it was sweet. Sweet. Yeah. yeah so I just <laughs> said no sweet instead of no sweat. And cause I didn't know. And I was probably in sixth grade too. Like, so I was in middle school and I just remember the whole class just fucking laughing at me. And I'm like, <laughs> fucking awesome. The whole day you just feel like a huge piece of shit for mispronouncing a one word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I literally have, that's never, never forgotten. I was like, Oh, wow, no sweet. <laughs> Rad. Um, how did you, you say you had like a stutter issue? How did you, did you have to go to like speech therapy to work through that or? Yeah. So I don't know how often I did it. I can't remember now, but I think it was like maybe once a week. Mm -hmm. that I would do that. Um, 
And it was just like a couple of kids. Like there was probably four of us like at a round table with uh, the, whoever the counselor was or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I did that. And um, the thing that though, that was weird is I would, I would talk decently normal, you know, like in that, because I felt comfortable. I started to get more comfortable with the kids that I was with in that class. Cause mm-hmm. they had their own, that a lisp or they had a stutter, whatever. Yep. So I felt comfortable doing that. And then my parents would get a call like, Oh, he's actually doing pretty good. And then I would, then I would, you know, still have the gnarly, like can't even pronounce a word reading a oh, book wow. moments or whatever. Yeah. Um, or just can't even say my name. That was like, that still happens today sometimes too. Like I'll go to introduce myself to someone and I just can't even like say my own name. Oh, wow. It's like, that's gnarly. Yeah. It's gotten a lot of, it's gotten a lot better, obviously. Like, yeah, but yeah, it's still, those moments are like, fuck dude. Yeah. Wow. I had <laughs> a couple of days ago, I was taking the dog for a walk at like, I don't know, this time four o'clock in the afternoon and neighbor like came out of their house to get in their car and they see me and they're like, hi, how are you? And I just, I said, good morning. <laughs> like I was just in, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. And she just kind of looked at me and I just kept walking. And then for like five minutes, I was like, you fucking piece of shit. Like, Dumbass. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Good morning. <laughs> then I just move on from it. But like those types of things will happen to me. And I'm like, wow, why is my brain working that way? Yeah. Or like, uh, well, when I did go to the gym a handful of times and they would say, Oh, like have a good workout. I'd say you too. And I'm like, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. Like I even catch myself doing that. Cause my wife and I have Disneyland passes and it's fucking 20 minutes down the road from us. So we go pretty frequently and like they scan our passes and they're like, you know, um, have fun. And it's like, I'll, sometimes I'll say you too. And it's like, wait, you're, you're, you, you're working here. Yeah, like it working. doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's my uh, life right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too relatable. Um, how, so at what point for you did kind of a camera enter the picture? So I never really, well, I guess my mom was a photographer. She had, I think she started when I was like junior high or something. Okay. I just remember being on like 85s and she was taking photos of me and stuff. And then mm-hmm. I never thought twice about even trying it or whatever. Um, until like 20, 2016, I think. Yeah. 2016. I, I, um, I just got, well, I got her at mammoth, um, went home with zero dollars. I couldn't even fill up my truck to go home and I got laid off like all within that, you know? So I was like, Fuck. Yeah. been there. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, dude, like I, I got to do something like I can't keep uh, just blowing my money on going to races and getting smoked and shit and mm-hmm. all that, whatever. So uh, my I remember they were my mom was asking me like, you know, like, hey, what do you want to do? Like and I'm like, I don't I don't know. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. All I all I know is riding dirt bikes and shit. And I'm not good. I'm not good at anything like handy. um Mm. Like my dad and my grandpa are like, they fucking know everything. It seems like, and I'm yeah. not good at anything. So, okay. uh, she asked me what I want to do and then she made me, uh, <laughs> I saw the screenshot. She made me do like a, uh, not a personality test, but like a career test, like survey, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, the results 
was like a multimedia career or something like camera. So I was like, okay, well you like, you know, my mom already has a camera and stuff so I can just, uh, yeah, try to pick that up, I guess, and see how I like it. And then, yeah, yeah. I, from there I, I went out, did some, uh, I originally wanted to do video at first and I couldn't figure out how to do video. It just, it just looked like shit, like total shit. Okay. And, uh, what year would this have been? 2016. Okay. Yeah. So then I was just, I was, uh, shooting photos for a while and Mm -hmm. I I like doing the photos, but I, I knew I wanted to do video. Mm -hmm. So, um, I eventually, when I got another job, I, uh, saved up enough money and got a, a Sony FS 100. It's like the Mm -hmm. smaller version of the The seven. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, uh, going through Tom's Instagram, Tom Journey. Yep. And I'm like, damn, what camera does he have? I didn't, I didn't know any of this. And I found, he finally put FS 700 in it and I Googled it and I'm like, fuck, I can't afford that. And then I found the, um, the 100. I'm like, sweet. So I bought it. Mm. And then, uh, yeah, from there, that's when I started doing more video and stuff. And okay. yeah. What you, so you said you're, Starting with the photo, but you knew you wanted to do video. What was it about the video aspect of it that was more interesting than stills? I think more so like the the editing and stuff. Like mm, okay. I I think the like editing photos, you know, doesn't. It's kind of just doing colors and stuff. <laughs> sure, that's the mailman, Eleanor. Hey, Eleanor. Every time. <laughs> This is why we're going to move into a studio. <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I think the the editing video is what made me, uh, that sounded fun to me. Like mm-hmm. I can just sit in my room and just tweak on, on random shit, you know, for yeah. hours. Like photos, you're, you're just editing, boom, done. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of what drew me to it. Interesting. Do you... Uh, do you enjoy the editing more than the shooting, you think? Uh, sometimes, yeah. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I feel like it's, maybe it's kind of changed. I feel like maybe sometimes the shooting is more fun for me now. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely back then, I don't know. I don't know why the editing seems so like so fun mm-hmm. in my head. Probably just because I could just lock my door and just sit in there and just and just do this and like, Oh, that looks better. Or this looks better, mm-hmm. you know? But now I think, uh, I think the shooting is probably more fun because you're hanging out with people. And you're, I don't know. You're just hanging out with the riders and shit and, mm-hmm. and all the people you see at the track too. So yeah. I would probably say the shooting is more fun. All right. All right. How, so once you get that FS 100 kind of what were your next steps and how did it kind of take off from there? So I, I was trying to, I was trying to get the timeline right. Uh, last going through my photos and shit, but uh, I don't, I don't think I shot much after I got the FS one hundred. I did a little bit, but uh, the job I was at, I was working so much and working weekends and shit, so I didn't really have enough like time to go to a track or whatever. But um, I know that one of the first, either first or second things I ever shot on that camera were. Uh, was the street edit with uh, Scranny Scott, okay. Scott Craniac? Yeah, and um, yeah, that was like the and that after that I was hooked too. Like 
just because of the street stuff too. Like I thought that was, that was so like badass and different yeah. than just shooting moto. Yeah. So yeah, I did that. And then I didn't really shoot much again until like 2018 or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. How come? I think just because of, like I said, like working a lot at that job. And then at the end of 2017, I, I got another, well, I was a, what do you call it? Not a apprentice, but, a um, like of course a, I'm going to blank on the word now. Like an intern? No, I, it was, a I was working at a, at a water company, but it was like through a agency okay. um, type deal, but it was like three months. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, I was working there and same shit didn't have, especially in those, that time of year, like it gets dark at four or whatever yeah. and that would get, get off at three. So yeah. Yeah, I uh, didn't shoot much, and if I did have time, like on the weekends and stuff, I would just go ride or mm. or go party with my friends because you know drink my sorrows away from <laughs> doing shitty at work <laughs> and just all yeah. that shit. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, 2018 is when I really started shooting more um, video. Okay. So what kind of what was the the catalyst to like start picking up the camera again in 2018 and and start giving it a go. I think just because I didn't have, so after, after the water company job, I was uh, cleaning pools okay. and um, then I'm like, well, shit, dude, I, uh, after that job was really like open my eyes. I was like, dude, I have no, no real skills as far as like, you know, job wise or mm-hmm. anything. Like I don't, I don't know how to do anything. So I just started, shooting more like on the weekends and, and during the week when I could. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that was more fun too. I feel like I, uh, I started to get, once I was shooting more consistently, I was getting better and better. And, um, and more people were like stoked on it and telling me like, Hey, like that was a sick video. And that would, uh, that would kind of like stoke me out. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep doing this. And then, yeah. um, it kind of snowballed from there. Okay. <clears throat> Um, it's funny you just, you're like how you said you can't really do anything else like your skill set <laughs> sounds like me. Oh my god! Um, my my wife is the like handy person. I would say I like don't come to me to fix something or to like build something because <laughs> yeah. it, it won't happen. But like I'll clean the house. I'll like do all like the interior design, like all that shit. Like I have that on lock. Like our roles are very much reversed. It's like sometimes I'm like, man, I'm pretty worthless. Is what it feels like. <laughs> like she she's out there with the tools and shit. Yeah, literally, and stuff. yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> like we've there's been like instances where like we've like had issues with the toilet or something, and she's like, oh yeah, just give me this, this, and this, and I'll fix it. I'm like, how, how do you know how to do that? Like I, so it's yeah. Sometimes I'm like, man, I'm pretty, I'm pretty helpless. That's how I feel sometimes too. Especially like I said, my dad, my grandpa, even my stepdad too. They're all like just super good at like everything they do. Like mm-hmm. they can do concrete. They could work on, they could tear down something and, and put it back together. Like no problem. Yeah. Not, not me. I'm not a, yeah. I could barely even like learn something. I just can't, it just goes in one ear out the other pretty yeah. much. I've even like doing more of like the I don't know, scripted narrative type stuff I've done and like having an actual camera department and like having a, a assistant camera person with me that like 
they're responsible for building my camera and pulling focus, like all this stuff. And they have to be very technically savvy. Even that I'm like, man, I couldn't even do that because like their technical knowledge is so beyond even what I understand. They're like, I'd be, I'd be terrible at this. Yeah. I don't, I don't get how, yeah, man, like a lot of people, uh, like every, like it seems like everyone's dad and, and shit, like they're just so they, they could just do anything like around the house or yeah. whatever. I'm like, yeah, I don't have, I have no, no real uh, skill other than I could sort of ride a dirt bike and I could sort of, at that time I was like, I could sort of film still pretty dog shit, but I'm kind of getting better. So maybe, maybe this is the route I should, uh, I should go. Yeah. So did, was there like a, uh, I guess like a breaking point when you decided to like go all in with the filming? Definitely. Yeah. Like, 20 so i was at that uh i was cleaning pools until like 2019 okay and um yeah i freaking oh i know one day i i pulled up to the first house in the morning and uh and i was just i was that morning started off shitty for some reason i was just in a bad mood and then i just i got to my first house and i just i just broke down i was so i was so bummed like where i was at like job wise and I felt like so fucked. Like I have, I have nothing really like going for me. And at that time I was already, uh, 2023. Okay. Yeah. So, and usually by that time, like, you know, you should be like owning a house and, and all that shit. And that was what like (laughs) people were telling me, like, Mm -hmm. you know, you should like already be way ahead. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, fuck this. And then after that, um, I remember hitting up Jet Reynolds because mm-hmm. I I had nothing I had nothing going on. I was like just in a bad place, and I was like he was going to a area qualifier or something at Hangtown. Mm-hmm. So I I jetted up there because he was already on the way. I went there and shot with him, and uh, had a lot of fun. I think I made a little bit of money that weekend, not much, but, uh, I think that was like when I was like, okay, I'm just, I don't care if I make the same amount of money I am right now at, uh, like cleaning pools and shit. I just, I want to do this. Like Mm -hmm. I want to be at the track and, and, uh, and do like pretty much what, like what I saw you doing at that time, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as film and shit, I'm like, yeah, that's, that seems way more fun than, uh, than cleaning pools and just, yeah. So, yeah that kind of that kind of sparked it and then i quit i quit my job and i sold my bike sometime in like april just with no real no real like um no real like plan i guess i just like i used the money that i sold my bike with and i kind of lived off that and i was doing the whole like oh drive drive to paula on a tuesday and and get get clips and go to this race and try to do that yeah. whole thing so which seems pretty uh seems pretty stupid <laughs> looking back at it now but yeah but that's part of like i know like when i was coming up it was it was different from how it is now so like when i was coming up like there wasn't social media youtube did like was it didn't exist like nothing so it was and at that time too like print ruled the world so like it ruled the world so like and I was like, I want to be a stills photographer. So I was like, I just want to get my images published. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, how do you get your images published in Transworld and get a foot in the door there? Um, so I was trying to figure out that way. 
And it was a lot of like on my end spending like working shitty jobs and spending that money to buy a plane ticket to go to Hangtown or Washougal <laughs> or whatever. Cause swap at Transworld would have a credential for me. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, he's like, I don't know if I can buy anything, but, but like, he's like, here's your credential. If it works out and I can buy some photos, cool. And luckily it worked out, but that was like coming up how I had to do it. And now I feel like it's, like your generation, it is like you go to Paula on Tuesday, go to Helen on Thursday, where Paris on Friday, and just use social media to your advantage to like get your name out there. Yeah. I don't know how else. I mean, I feel like if I was coming up in this generation, that's what I would be doing. Yeah. I mean, that kind of seems like how most people kind of come up nowadays is you just go to the, go to the track on a, on a weekday and, and just shoot whoever and, yeah, and just post, 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 send shit out, and which, yeah, I mean, how we're talking too. I mean, I guess that's like one positive of social media, like, is that side is you can kind of get your name out pretty quick by just if one video blows up or something, then mm-hmm. yeah, people will start following you and that kind of shit. That's kind of what I was, I was banking off of. Really, was just like one video would would do really good and then and then i'm gonna like that that was my uh, my what do you call it like move to stardom or whatever yeah, yeah. but uh yeah i kind of just i did that for most of the year oh yeah and then after that aerial qualifier i uh i met um well i kind of knew him kind of already but dylan cunha okay i uh met him and his dad and um and he helped me out a ton. Like they, uh, they supported me. Like they, they, uh, shit, what am I trying to say? Oh yeah. They, uh, I was trying, I was trying to like sell videos one weekend yeah. at a regional or something. And then he, uh, was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, you know, pay you for a video and shit. And then, um, did a video for him and then he hit up someone else. So then I got more business from like his friends and shit. Yep. And then, uh, and then after that or that weekend, he said, Hey, uh, you want to come shoot it at a mammoth, which was like a couple weekends after that. And I'm like, hell yeah. Cause I, the, the year before I went to mammoth and I didn't know that you had to have credentials to mm. shoot or whatever. So mm. I just drove all the way up there like five hours or something and, and got to the gate, you know, by the, by the finish line. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Hey, where's your credentials at? And I'm like, oh, are you fucking serious? Oh my god! Like yeah, I was, but I was, yeah, I was committed at that point. So I just like walked around the 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 freeway and then up on the by the star. Like I just yeah. went everywhere that I could without a a, a credential and just like yeah. made a yeah made shit for my my buddy. I made my own little YouTube video, or whatever. But yeah, um, so yeah, to get a credential for Mama twenty nineteen, um, was badass stay there the whole week they gave me a room to stay at and stuff and then um and then the red is was like not too long after that and uh he was going to sob okay in south carolina yep and then uh and they i saw i asked if i could tag along with them and they're like yeah so i freaking went to the red is and he got me a credential there oh, too wow. okay somehow which i wasn't like shooting for you know anyone like yeah I was just uh, doing stuff for for Dylan at that time. Mm-hmm. C class warrior, he won that year. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> still counts, yeah, C class so, or not. Hey, still won. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, that whole uh, that was when like I 
I kind of felt like I could actually do this and, um, mm. I felt more confident about like quitting my job and all that shit. So yeah, yeah, that was kind of the turning point. I, yeah, your story is quite a, quite relatable. Like even the, like you talking about, you know, where you're at in your life cleaning pools and like, Oh, I'm supposed to be at this. I'm supposed to already be at this part of my life, but I'm not there yet. Like, dude, that I have learned. I just turned 37. I have learned that that is all fucking bullshit. Like, <laughs> but I didn't like, you don't know that until like you go through it and you get to the other side and you're like, Oh, that was fucking no, there's no like clear cut path. Like every path, everyone's path is different. Like even for me, like I didn't, that's super embarrassing to admit. And it's a whole other fucking story, but I didn't move out of my mom's house until I was 29 years old. And Karen and I got our first apartment together when I was 29 in 20 August of 2016 been this whole other not, we're not gonna go down there but uh, but like there is pe- people like that would be like what are you doing like why are you still living at your mom's house even though like i'm pretty far into my career at this point and her and i had been together for quite a while and 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 then like i have like my two best friends from high school like they've moved out they've got their own apartments and stuff and i'm just like what the, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like, I'm super happy for them and super sad for myself. Like (laughs) just feeling stuck and trapped. And then eventually you get through it and looking back, it's like, that's just, that was just the journey. Yeah. I think that's kind of more, I could be wrong too, but it kind of seems more common now. I think of Mm -hmm. kids like kind of staying at home, which I'm not trying to like say that, you know, that's why I was at home for so long or whatever, but it's, um, yeah, it's definitely like when you, when you hear of your parents, like getting married at, uh, 18, which I don't, I don't even care about that. I'm not trying to get married anytime soon, but mm-hmm. they're getting married and moving out and, and doing all this shit before they're even like 20. And I'm like, damn, like I, I have a long ways to go to even do that. And yeah. so, yeah, I super relate to that. Like just, yeah. Feeling like, damn, I'm just. I'm kind of worthless at the moment. I'm like 20. I didn't move out really until I was 20. Um, that was 2019. So 20, actually no, 2020 I moved out. So not okay. next year I moved out, but okay. yeah. How old are you now? Uh, 20, I'll be 28 in a couple of weeks okay. or a week. Oh, nice. Well, happy early birthday. Oh, thank you. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, dude, I, it's weird. To, it was weird too at times for me, like, you're, yeah, I'm 27, 28, 29 years old living at home, but I'm like in a career, but I'm like working with these athletes that are 18, 19, 20, 21 years old and they're fucking making six figures, have their own place, <laughs> have a property in California, a property in Florida. And again, I'm just like, what? Like, where did I go wrong? Yeah, like, why, where am I fucking up at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Obviously, it's by choosing a uh, creative career, not, you know something real. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I fucked up. Yeah. It definitely has its uh, low sometimes. <laughs> yeah, big t- yeah. Um, so where is that at that point, like after Loretta's and stuff, it's like, all right, it's, this is like a thing now. Yeah. So after, yeah, after that, I, and it actually kind of went downhill a little, a little bit again too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did, I went with, um, well, I'm going to call him Cubby cause I said Dylan, but Call him Cubby. Uh, okay. Went with Cubby to Ponca, and um, and at that time I was like, I was just trying to like 
kind of sling or, you know, like sell my videos and shit, you know, but I mm-hmm. wasn't that good at like, of talking to people and being like, Hey, like I'm doing videos this weekend. Like, you know, yeah. would you like a video or whatever? And I even, uh, <laughs> I remember they actually at one race, they tried to get me to walk around the pits and go to every trailer and like sell myself. And I was like, fuck. All right. So I had a, had a couple beers and tried to take the edge off. And then mm. I remember walking up to a couple people's like trailers and shit. And I just felt super awkward and I couldn't even like, couldn't even get the words out. And I'm just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just, if someone comes to me and like wants videos or whatever, or, you know, I'll just try to figure out other ways to sell myself a little bit. Yeah. And then after uh remember Ponka, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I mean, I just did a video for Cubby and that was it. I didn't have any, any like business that weekend. And I felt like super, super shitty. Like I had nothing, and especially after that, there's no other like races going on, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just kind of a sitting duck and just whatever. I remember I actually tried to get another job because my mom was like, you know, like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not really making money right now. And like, I think you should just get another job. So I'm like, all right. And then I, uh, I, I filled out the app and went and went to the job and it was just for like a parts runner. I mean, nothing like nothing crazy. And I got to the job interview and I, uh, and I remember going there and I'm like, I regretted it so much. I'm like, fuck, I don't, I really don't want to do this. I almost just turned around and I, so went inside anyways, did the, did the interview and I completely like smoked it. Like I just, same shit. Couldn't, couldn't talk, couldn't like explain myself, like what I did or they said, Oh yeah. What's what this, um, you haven't, you know, this, uh, what's it called? Like this job gap, like you haven't yeah. had a job in a year or so. Like what's, you know, like what's the deal with that? And I couldn't really like <laughs> explain. Yeah. So, um, needless to say, I didn't, I didn't get the job, but thank God. Cause I was like, uh, like I said, I got there. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to do this at all. I want to, mm-hmm. I want to keep filming. And then, um, uh, so nothing really happened with, with that, with filming wise until like 2020, I was, um, oh, actually I'm missing a big part of this too. At the end of 2019, uh, Dylan's dad or Cubby's dad, he bought me a new camera, okay. uh, a Sony a seven three. Okay. And, um, and after that, I was fucking super stoked on filming again. I got a, I remember getting, actually, before I got that camera, I got a gimbal because I was like, oh, I'm going to make some like cinematic shit, you know, with yeah. my, with my FS100. And then, uh, I, I got the gimbal and it, and it wouldn't fit. Like it was, it was too oh, long. So I'm yep. like, so then, yeah, I, um, told Cubby that and shit. And his dad ended up getting me that camera, which I'm super, super grateful to this day because without that, I probably wouldn't be here. Okay. Um, but yeah, so did that. And then 2020, I was at Jets, Jet Reynolds track and, um, Eric Shirk and Nate Jones, I think. Okay. They were doing a Monster Army video out there. Mm-hmm. And this was like the week before, uh, Oakland Futures when it was the amateur day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember asking him, like, hey, like, how hard is it to get on the track? Um, Cause I just wanted to shoot videos of like Cubby and Jet and, um, and then he was like, Oh, well, you know, if you want to, if you want to do stuff for monster army, like I could probably get you a vest. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Like I wasn't even expecting to get like in like that. I was just 
asking a genuine question like, oh, like, is it hard to, you know, get a credential or like, how does that work? Yeah. So that's, I ended up doing a video for, for them that weekend for, for free, of course. But I mean, I, I loved every minute of it too. Like, uh, free or not, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was like, damn, I did a video for monster army. Like I was, I was stoked. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what kind of, uh, sparked like doing this more as a job and, got more opportunities to shoot with them. And that's, that's what kind of started that too. Right. Fuck yeah. Are you still on that Sony? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Still on Fuck the, yes. on the old camera. Oh, I love it. Only, uh, doesn't do 4k 120. Oh, fuck so. it. Who cares? <laughs> that's yeah. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> I remember when the FS 700 came out and I got that, I and mean, that was like all the rage because it did 240 at 1080. Yeah. It was just like, it was so overused and overdone, but man, it was fucking cool. Oh yeah. I remember like, <laughs> yeah. Watching like, uh, like Tom stuff. Yeah. Like your stuff. And just the, 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 the 240 was like, oh my, oh, that's like, that's the end all be all right <laughs> so there, you know? So <laughs> and I was, so I was from 2009. Well, 15. So from 2009 to January of 2015, I was on a Canon 70 the mm. whole time. Uh, I had that thing so dialed that I would literally have people like message me, say, are you shooting on a red? <laughs> I'm, sure oh, on a, wow. yeah, I'm on a fucking 7D. And they're like, well, what settings are you using? Because it looks like you're shooting on a red. And I just, I had like, I had gone down a, a rabbit hole at one point of like what the best settings were for that thing to like make it look like cinematic so mm-hmm. i had like all these fucking weird custom settings to like achieve almost like a fake red look and people bought it but i remember finally being able to afford that fs 700 and i was like oh my god like aside from the 240 i was like oh i have histograms and peaking and in xlrs and the zebra function of like built-in nds like oh wow our real fucking camera yeah (laughs) yeah so nice oh yeah i remember like seeing that i wanted i still wanted the fs 700 after even after like getting the a7 i'm like damn it would be sick to just have like the the 240 and the built-in nd filters and shit and then but i'm like you know what yeah i don't have the uh i don't have the money for that so i'll just stick with uh what i'm blessed with right now yeah that was a good Good camera. It was super. I don't. I never had got my hands on the FS100, so I don't know if that was kind of built the same way as a 700. But that 700 was fucking weird and awkward to hold. Mm. Like it felt super flimsy and plasticky, and just like the, it was like this weird burrito almost like body. Yeah. I'm like how? What the fuck am I supposed to hold this thing? It looks super like uh like when people see you with it, or at least with my camera, I could imagine like the the bigger FS7. But even with the FS100, people would uh would see that and be like, oh damn, you have a pretty like gnarly camera. And I'm yeah. like, I'm like yeah, but you know, it's only only 1080 and yeah. Um, and plus I had like a, I had a. I was running a Canon, so I was running my mom's lenses at the time. It was all Canon okay. glass. Yep. So I had the I had the Metabones adapter and yep. like a, a seventy to two hundred. Yep. It was just a super like big like setup, and it just yeah. looked like it looked professional. So yeah. that would kind of like play into my favor a little bit sometimes. Yeah. More than it does now. The little A seven three I have with the with the Tamron, like people are like. 
is that camera even good? I'm like, yeah, it, it's all right, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I, feel, I don't know if I talked with Tom about it on his episode or who it was with, but like being back at the outdoors this past summer, um, I'm like, I was the only, pretty much the only one there on a red, like a, not like a Komodo, but like a actual, like a red body mm-hmm. in the red and 7200 and all this shit. And I'm like, everyone else has like the, the Sony's and these super small compact rigs. And I'm like, I look like a fucking idiot out I've, here. I've li- I listened to that podcast with you. I was, I was busting up at that part. <laughs> Dude. Everyone's handheld too. Like, yeah. and you're like on the tripod oh, and tripod. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, even being like, like the Freestone amateur nationals, the last, like, in 2021 and 2022 like same thing everyone's just running around on their little sonys and they're fucking red i'm like oh my god (laughs) no i definitely felt uh tom like tom was like wondering if if you thought that we were like the jackasses with the small camera i definitely like thought that And, and especially like you would be you would be like at the podium and shit i would see you behind us and yeah. we're all like in yeah. front with our little cameras, and I'm like, oh, dude, he probably thinks we're just the biggest dipshits. Like, I, I will, I will say with that, I would chuckle, but I loved it because I was like, all right, all you guys are fucking in this little corral. I'm just gonna go, and I, th- I don't know if it just comes from like my photo background or whatnot, but it's like, all right, if all you guys are here, I'm just gonna go where you're not. And so I would always go behind you guys, specifically at Freestone. Uh, and I would just use all of you guys as like foreground. Yeah. And honestly, I like, honestly, it was fucking great. Cause I was like, cool. The more of you guys here, the better. And like, sometimes you guys would like come through my frame and be like, Oh, sorry. Please. Like, <laughs> just keep going. Could, actually, like, could you go back and forth? Like I <laughs> honestly, I fucking, I, I loved it. Like it worked to my benefit. Cause I could use you guys to my yeah. advantage. <laughs> That's a different mindset. I would, I would be like, what the fuck dude? Oh yeah. You know? No, I like even being back at like the outdoors this summer, the same thing. Like, like people would like come through my shot or whatever, like walk through and I'd be like, no, you're tr- like, I'm probably the one person where I'm like, no, you can go ahead and like walk through my shot. Mm. However, the handful of people that I do have on my Snapchat every now and then I will send like Snapchats to my buddies of like, I call it being frame fucked. Cause oh. I, there are times when like someone's just like, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, Oh, they're just like in your frame. Just a obli- Like I've, I had at the Paula national 2022. 21? I don't know. One of the, either 21 or 22 set up for a, the start shot for the first 250 moto. And some, I don't know who it was, but someone like I, I was there for a while waiting and this person sees me like they couldn't have not saw me. Like I broad daylight yeah, sees me and walks in front of me and I'm like, whatever. But then literally sets up directly in front of me. <laughs> it just, and I'm like, we fucking for real right now? And just didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I'm like, rad. I'm so scared, like, especially when I first started doing, like, the nationals and, like, or amateur nationals. Mm-hmm. I was super scared of, like, getting in people's way and, like, shit like that. Even, like, like all the podium shots, I'm, like, looking behind me, like, all right, no one's, yeah. no one's like, getting pissed off right now. I think I'm good right here. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely an etiquette to it, but I, like... I don't know. To me, it's, it's, I am the odd one where most of the time I'm like, no, like I'm probably using you as a foreground. So it's all good, but just go around the person with the camera. Yeah. Like, it, like if you can, like I will at all costs go behind whoever it is. Cause I don't want to 
like fuck them because mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know, basic etiquette. Yeah, I mean, yeah, even like even spectators will just will just look at you and they're like, oh, he's he's filming a clip. Let's uh, let's walk right in front of him real quick. <laughs> yeah, dude, or like, dude, at Bud's Bud's Creek this past year, I had like in like. I already have anxiety, but like I had like, I don't know what it was about Bud's Creek, but I had like, my like anxiety was through the roof that whole day because for whatever reasons, those fans were just fucking shit faced the whole day. So anytime I'm walking around, they're just like, ah, how much is your fucking camera, bro? Take a photo of me, bro. And it like, that shit gives me so much, like it stresses me out. And dude, like multiple times, we were like, how much is the fucking camera, bro? Take a picture of me, bro. Can I see some clips, bro? Oh, yeah. And it's like you're in the middle of the fucking mode. And I'm like, A, I can like kind of hear you, but not really hear you. B, like I'm working. And C, no. <laughs> like, just please leave me alone. Were you more worried about like them like ruining like the, the audio or or was it more just like you don't want to like have to interact I with just, them? No, it's, it's full. Like I have like an actual clinical diagnosis of severe social anxiety. Mm-hmm. So that's like peak social anxiety situation is like when there's a herd of people and I'm already sticking out like a sore thumb with my fucking <laughs> massive camera yeah. hurled over my shoulders and they're trying to talk to me. I'm like, Oh it's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's a super weird feeling. I'm not a big fan of that either, to be honest. And I'm not like, uh, <clears throat> I'm not clinically like diagnosed or anything, but I definitely have like days where, yeah, like that shit is hard for me too. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's good to know because it's I enjoy race days, but that's my least favorite part of race day because it's like I have a job to do. I'm already stressed out enough as it is because I'm trying to fucking do ten things at once by myself and think about where I'm going to go, how I'm going to get there. I already having, especially at the outdoors, like I have anxiety already of like how to navigate from one part of the track to the <laughs> uh, next because yeah. it's never fucking easy. And it's like, I don't want to get yelled at by MX Sports for like, oh, you fucking went up here when you weren't supposed to. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so much going through my head that like, yeah, fans, and they don't mean anything by it, but it's just like, dude, peak anxiety for me. Oh, yeah. Especially like when you're you're about to get like the the sickest. Oh, I remember at, uh, at Daytona Press Day, there was like, everyone's uh, hitting this triple and freaking just throwing whips and shit. And there were just people that weren't even like shooting. They were just like spectators or something. And they Mm -hmm. were like, they were trying to get us all to stand behind the grass or whatever. Yeah. And then there were just people like walking in front of you. And I'm like, and I was getting anxious. Like, Oh dude, if you fuck up this shot right here, like I'm, yeah, I'm going to be fucking burnt. Dude. There's so, yeah. Oh my God. I relate to that so well. There's so many variables into getting like that, like a specific shot in that type of environment that like, have to go right and i don't feel like they always go right no (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah um so where i guess at what point um did the idea for young blood come about because in in watching it it looks like that was not something you just shot this year like it was over a a very long period of time yeah so i've I've kind of had that idea of making like a, like a movie, but I just never acted on it. And, uh, I got to give a shout out to Brad, Brad Burkhart. Cause I was thinking about it for a long time. Like I had it in my head, but I'm like, you know what? Like it's hard enough to get people to get off Instagram and like, just go to YouTube and watch it. So I'm like, 
like, what's the point? I'm going to put all this like effort into it and it's, you know, not going to pay off or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he randomly messaged me. This was like 2020, like, and he was like, Hey, uh, he was like, you should uh, do a movie like, you know, uh, like, like the beginning or something. And I was like, dude, like I've been actually been thinking about that, but I don't know if people have the attention span to even like watch a movie anymore. Like I know, uh, Tom that year did uh lost files and Mm -hmm. it did pretty good, but Tom's already, you know, established and shit. I, I Mm -hmm. didn't feel like if I was to put something out that it would like even get that much, uh, attention or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. um, we kind of went back and forth, me and me and Brad on like, on just movies in general and how they're not like so common anymore. And I kind of kept that in my head for forever until, and I was actually, um, at what was it? January of this year, I actually started to organize all my clips from 2022 and put something together like I did Youngblood. Um, but then I had, I had a bunch of like missing file errors and, and I was kind of like talking myself out of it. Um, the same shit. I'm like, you know, who the fuck's going to watch this? Like, so I ended up not, I ended up like, I mean, I, I actually made a couple of segments like the, the writer D segment was already that, that thing has been done for a year. Okay. Damn near. Yeah. And I just threw it into, to young blood. But yeah, after I kind of gave up on that, um, this year, like in January, I was, I was kind of bummed about it like for a while. And then I think October is when I was like, you know what, like who cares if no one sees it? Like, I'm just gonna, I just want to do it for myself just because I, I always, I grew up watching like the beginning and all these, all these movies that like got me so pumped up as a kid. So why not just do it for the fun of it and not like, who cares what views it gets, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of what started that. And then, uh, the more I, the more I was working on it, I was getting more like stoked on it and actually felt like it was like, um, like I actually did something like kind of cool. And then, um, and then, yeah, when it, when I, uh, it came out, uh, the 18th of mm-hmm. this month and, uh, yeah, I was, I was stoked on the, all, all the support I got on it. Cause I honestly didn't think that I would, like I said, I didn't think anyone would, would watch it. You know, like I, when I premiered it, um, there was like two people watching and I'm like, yeah, this it's cooked. Like mm-hmm. no one's going to, you know, but whatever. And then, uh, a couple hours later after it, it, um, wasn't live anymore. It just uploaded. And then it was already at like 2000, 3000. It was going quick and I was getting all these messages and I'm like, Oh damn. Like people actually like dig this, I guess, and have the attention span to watch this shit. So yeah, that after all of that, I, I kind of got more stoked on just not doing <laughs> Instagram videos. Yeah. Yeah. Where, so I know you just kind of touched on it, but like you had this idea for a, a while to do something long form where like, where did that inspiration come from to like actually want to do something long form in this kind of style versus the typical Instagram shit? I think just like I said, cause I, you know, I watched all the, like the beginning and shit and, yeah, yeah. and, um, and yeah, like I think those are, like those are timeless. Like, you know, those videos will forever be like, you know, people will look back at it or I don't, you know, maybe kids nowadays were like, what the fuck is that? And we'll never see it. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to 
make something that was actually like not just a video you're going to scroll by and fucking forget about forever, you know? So that was kind of like, and I guess, like I said, kind of just more for myself. I just, I've always thought about it and never acted on it. Mm -hmm. So I think it was more of just like, I just want to do it. And then if it does shitty, then whatever, like I, I, I did it. Um, and yeah, it kind of, it did better than I thought it would. So I'm kind of, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. Fuck for sure. Were you, so all the segments that are in there. And like I said, it, obviously this was shot. It looks like over a couple years, several years, especially like the Gordon segment. Like that's obviously they're on Suzuki's at one point and then on, you know, where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Um, was it just, did it just work out that you had all these, these segments already shot? Uh, or was it like something intentional, like over the years where you were kind of like building this up for something like this? Well, I, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I didn't really plan on like on that kind of happening. I just, uh, I, I remember like when I was going through all their footage, I'm like, well, you know, I was like, damn, I have, I have a bunch of shit of them from like 22, 21. Um, and I forgot like the shit I had, like, um, landing on the jet ski, mm-hmm. revving on the, um, on the zip line with no, no harness, just hanging on the yeah. thing. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I ended up just having more footage of them than I, I realized and, and the sound bites from, uh, Brian, obviously. So it kind of just worked out and I kind of, uh, I wanted to do something more than just like footage from this year, you know, cause it's kind of like just cookie cutter. Yeah. Um, just like, Oh yeah, here's some clips of them from this year. And that's it. Like I, I wanted to show like kind of like where they, they came from, like they, you know, they were on the Suzuki's and, and then they, you know, got on the, on the bigger bikes and then to see like, and especially Landon winning Loretta's too. Um, like, I feel like that kind of all, I don't know if it like tied it in. Maybe I'm just like, maybe I'm just talking out my ass, but I thought it all kind of like, I don't know. I thought it was actually not just a random clips. Like it was, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say really, but. No, I get what you're saying. I, it was, it's funny you say that. Cause that, that segment specifically, like. I'm only aware of them like over the last couple of years. And I love watching those two ride a dirt bike. Like they have, I feel like some of the best technique and style on a motorcycle in the amateur scene, like very Lawrence brothers esque, if you will. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't know like that they, you know, were on Suzuki's or anything like that before, but I, that's kind of how it came across to me, like watching. Cause I've, I've watched, I've watched the whole film multiple times now. And like, that segment specifically, like, yeah, they're Suzuki's and now they're growing up and then winning that Loretta's title. And like, I've never seen someone fucking stall the bike right before the gate drops. Yeah. And like, I'm assuming that's his dad in the background. Oh, on, and he on covers the his face. Oh my God. I was in tears laughing, but not like at them. Just like, I'm thinking, I was just like thinking about all the fucking time, money, sacrifice, blood, sweat, and tears to get to that fucking gate drop. And for Team Green, it. and then he fucking stalls it this, right before the gate drops. Like, oh yeah, oh man. And then I was like, and I didn't know that he won until I like watched your segment on it, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that is fucking gnarly. Yeah, and he he had a he had a hell of a week. Um, I'm because we we did a, a monster video. It was it was him, 
uh, him, Liam, Liam Olaf, and uh, uh, Dax Benick. Mm-hmm. And and Landon was one of the kids that we were following, and he had like just a bunch of motos kind of like that, like he, where he would crash and come from the back. And um, yeah, I remember that. Uh, I was like, I remember filming that, uh, him stalling the bike, and I'm like, oh, it's it's done. Like he's yeah. he's you know it's it. And he already lost. Um, that was super mini two or one and he already lost the other super mini class. So I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, that sucks. And then I just, we just kept filming them obviously. And then I didn't even know that he won. Like I remember standing there at the, at the finish line and, and seeing him like with his arms up and I'm like, wait, did he, cause he got second in the moto, but I'm like, well, wait, like, did he actually win? Like I'm fucking so confused. And then I saw him like, I saw him crying and his brother hugging him and his yeah. dad coming up to him. And, uh, I dude, yeah, I was like, I, I almost wanted to cry for him. I was like, yeah. so I was so stoked for him. Yeah. And that too, um, they were actually one of the first people that paid me for a video was, mm. was Brian's dad, like oh. way back in the day. Okay. So I kind of like have a little bit of a soft spot for the, for the Gordons, you know, like when they, when they do good, I'm, I'm stoked for them. Yeah, for sure. I totally, yeah, I totally get that. Um, what a music choice. Holy fuck, (laughs) dude. 10 out of 10. Like I, I didn't go like when I saw the thumbnail, I was like, Oh, Okay. I like honestly what got my attention was the fact that it said 32 minutes. So I was like, "Oh. Mm. Okay. Like I'm here for it." Uh but I went in with like n- no expectations just in the sense of like I didn't like I as just going to be 32 minutes of like the same fucking thing that start like I see on Instagram or like what's this going to yeah. be? <laughs> and obviously it was fucking unreal. Um and the music choice. Like dude, it was I have a and you executed this so fucking well. <laughs> I have a pet peeve, and I'm guilty of it because I've done it in the past, but like <clears throat> when you use a song that's already been done in something that's like really fucking big and epic. So like the I think it's the Agent Orange song that you used uh that is in the Mini Warriors movie. Yeah. And it's like I've seen other people use that Agent Orange song because of Mini Warriors, and it's, it doesn't it like doesn't work it's like it's been done you, you're not going to top mini warriors like the mini <laughs> the original mini warriors those first three or four were like fucking unreal sick yeah um but you use that song for mini warriors and you i was like i buy it like <laughs> it totally worked um and all the song like dude agent orange uh you use moby orgy like no effects like yeah dude like and then you had like rap thrown in there too but it was like good good rap like <laughs> where so where did i guess long fucking question like music choice where did that come from and was there intention behind that or kind of i i guess the the, the music kind of just came from like uh all the movies that i watched as a kid mm. like um you know, like obviously like the beginning, like there's a couple songs that, um, I used from that movie and I even, I even kind of, which I, uh, I kind of almost didn't use the, the two songs from the beginning. Cause I didn't want to like directly copy and that kind of shit. And I even, um, like if you notice at the end of, uh, 
the super minis, like when Carson Wood takes off from the gate, that's kind of the same shot of Matt Lemoyne in the beginning where they, oh. the end of the song, they're taken off from the gate and then, the, and then it fades out. Okay. So I did kind of like copy that and shit, but yeah, all the, all the song choices just kind of came from all the movies that I, I watched as a kid. And, and to be honest, this, this might, this might crush you a little bit, but the Asian orange song actually in my head, I was, uh, cause I was watching crusty five okay. one night. Okay. Um, yeah, crusty five. Yeah. And that was the, when they were in like Malibu and, and shit. And they used that song, which I have seen many warriors when they use that song yeah. too, but yeah, yeah. the, I got the inspiration really from crusty five. That's um, fair. It's all, <laughs> all good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I sorry I got I got the video pulled up now, so I'm just like looking at the music tracks here in your description and yeah, Motion City's soundtrack and like your your dude you use corrosion of conformity. Yeah. I was like, oh, when I heard it the first time, I was like, that sounds like corrosion, but I was like, there's no way he's too young. He, he there's <laughs> no way he's that yeah. spot on. And then I like I was looking through the the bands to see because I was like, surely that is corrosion, and it was. I was like, yeah. Like from the start to the to the end, like the selection was just on point. And even like, you know Jeff Simpson. Yeah. So yeah. I I had texted him after I watched it. And I sent him the link, and I was like, "You have to fucking watch this." I was <laughs> like, I told him like the music, the pacing, the tone, like you hit it out of the park. And so like with the music again, I and again I don't know if this was intentional or or luck because. I would say a lot of what I do is usually luck, but, <laughs> uh, but like, I felt like you were conscious of like your decisions of going from one song to the next and like the tempo and the pace and the feeling like it wasn't one, you weren't going from like a fast song to a fast song to a fast yeah. song. Like it was like a kind of a, a roller coaster, but a very smooth one. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? I'm glad that you uh, noticed that too. Cause I, I don't remember what, um, the order of sh- of the segments that I edited, but I remember I, I had all of them done and I, I just put them all into one timeline and I'm like sitting there and I'm, and I'm, and I'm actually like writing, writing songs down on like a notepad. I'm like, okay, this is a rock song. This is, this is a rap song. And I'm trying to like meticulously, which I probably put too much thought into it, but maybe, I don't know, maybe not. Cause I don't think, you, no, you did you a fucking it. brilliant job. Dude. Seriously. <laughs> Well, I appreciate that. But yeah, I I did consciously try to not put like, you know, one uh, fast-paced song or another fast-paced song. Like I, I intentionally put like a Hillsack song after the Asian Orange because it kind of was different. Um, so yeah, I kind of like spent some time like trying to figure out like what scenes are going to go where. And I don't want the same like same type of like class to be right after the other. Like I – yeah. I tried to like mix it up the best that I could and, and not just be like a, like, Oh, this next scene is the same shit. Like, yeah. Then you lose your attention. Yeah. No, totally. I, I did. It's funny you bring that up. Cause I did notice that too. It was like, okay, yeah, there's a mini bike section and then we're going back to big bikes and this class or whatever. Like it was, it just, everything felt very, I'm, I'm have it, I'm have it playing right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, everything felt very intentional in a good way and not like you were just throwing shit together to music and like, Oh yeah, that's fucking dope. Like, <laughs> yeah. There was, it felt like you had put thought into the actual edit process, mm-hmm. which was, which was pretty fun too. Instead of like, 
which I was kind of alluding to on my, um, the story that I posted of just like another monotonous Instagram post. Like what I kind of meant by that was like, you know, you're, you're making one little video, one little edit, like, okay, whatever, like that's it. There's no, no, no really thought after that. And this, this, uh, like film, I had to like that. Yeah. Think about like how I'm going to do this. And like I said, maybe I was just tweaking too hard and just, I was too much of a perfectionist maybe, but it was fun to kind of actually like, um, challenge myself that way. And like, cause to put something together, like, I mean, you know, obviously it's, it's hard to like make something or keep someone's interest for that long. So for, for you to like comment on that and say, Oh yeah, like you actually did a good job of, of, uh, like the pace and all that shit. Yeah. I'm, I'm stoked that, uh, Apparently I did good on it. Dude, absolutely. I'm not kidding. I text Jeff Simpson and then fuck someone else reached out to me too. Cause I saw that I had shared your, your, your like teaser for it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I literally, Oh, I, fuck. Who was it? I don't know if it was Brad Resnick. I don't know. Someone reached out and they were like, it's good. And I literally, I was like pacing and tone, pacing and tone. Mm-hmm. Like he fucking, and that's hard to do. Cause like not everyone can do it. And it took me a long time to figure it out. It's like, yeah, pacing and tone. I don't know. Like I couldn't do this. I'll tell you right now. There's no, I can't, there's no way like what you did. I couldn't do it. That's just like our, like a not like stylistically how my brain works, which is a good thing. Uh, I have, I'm in my own fucking weird bullshit, (laughs) whatever lane way over here. Um, but if someone like hired me, like, Hey, we want to do young blood. I would be like, you need to go hire like, Kyle, like the other Kyle, because it's not me. Like I, yeah, it's sorry. I'm still, it's again, I have it playing right now. This fucking, um, what was doing long form? And I hope that you're the fucking inspiration for people to stop this bullshit nine by 16. I know. I I will die on a sword because I, I think it's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I've been in meetings with massive clients that are like nine by 16, Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. And I'm like, you can't say anything cause they're the ones paying you, but it's like, you're an idiot. Yeah, um, that sucks. I've, so like the all in stuff that I'd done for verb, those are long form 20 minute pieces. The last few like long form 20, 30 minute pieces I've done all in specifically, every single one of those has done very well mm-hmm. view wise. So my argument is like, all right, well, the proof is in the pudding. The long form works because the all in stuff has like, fuck, combined between all of them, maybe like half a million views, I think. And you're at 34,000 views right now. Mm -hmm. People are watching. Like, I I really do think people want long form. Um, So in doing this type of project, what was like the biggest obstacle or hurdle that you had to work through and that you learned from that maybe you weren't expecting? Mm, I don't really know. I think just more so my, I think I don't really, I can't really think of one or I think more just so myself. Cause I, I would, uh, like, I, you know, like how we're talking, like, I'm just like, you know what? Like no one's going to watch this. Um, like, you, you know, I don't know. Like it, like the, the long form stuff, like, which I haven't done much of it. So I don't really have much experience doing it, but 
that was my biggest, I guess if I did have a hurdle or, or fear or whatever, it's just that, yeah, like I'm just going to do all this, all this work or, you know, and then it's, no one's going to even notice it. And then it's just like, oh yeah, but Hey, check out this nine by 16 reel from, from Paula, uh, mm-hmm. this week. And that gets like, you know, hundred thousand views or whatever. That's, uh, that's the only thing that kind of grinds my yeah. gears a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I will, I will say this about like the Instagram nine by 16 stuff going back to what we were talking about earlier. And like, it's, it's a good way to get a start and cut your teeth and like get your name out there. And in my head, I've always been like of the mindset of like progressing and progress and like, okay, I've, made a niche for myself or like carved out a little path. Like people know who I am now I can, you know, maybe have more access to go here or there. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now I want to make like a, like start making like bigger pieces. And I feel like my opinion, <laughs> which is not correct. <laughs> my opinion is that everyone's just stuck in that world and doesn't want to like, that's just what works. So like, cool. Instead of yeah. like, you took a fucking risk and I'm, stoked you did because i it worked and i hope people like take opportunity or chance on themselves like do something like this yeah and uh yeah same same here i i'm the i'm like i said i'm just i'm so tired of seeing the same the same shit from the same track every every week and uh i i really do i even got some messages from other other people that film and they're like yeah like you know this kind of makes me want to like do do something like this i'm like hell yeah like even if it even if it takes you a whole year or two years to put something together then you know do it yeah because apparently apparently people proved me wrong when i thought that no one would uh have uh appetite for for long form anymore so yeah i think uh it it almost it almost like just pisses me off like which it sounds like it sounds fucked up or like uh like ego or whatever but it almost just pisses me off when i just see the same same clips from from Paula or whatever with like the with the trending uh song on instagram like that's like sped up or whatever you mm-hmm. know like that shit just i don't know it, it doesn't do it for me anymore like f- doing stuff for instagram it just it's not fun at all i feel like no i and it I don't know. It's, it's, I know that's a thing. And a lot of these big companies, they need, they, they need, and they want that, but it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's very, to me, soul crushing to the craft. Um, and being mindful of like the, cause you're obviously not going to film like upright. So you got to be mindful of like, of your framing for nine by 16 and, and all that. Like, yeah. That's a whole. Yeah. That shit drives me nuts too. Cause like from like, from my frame of mind and like understanding of like composition, like shooting for nine by 16 compositionally does not work because no. everything's just fucking center. Like I like to go by like using the, f- I like have the frame guide set up on my monitor. So like, I always like to frame on the thirds and like, with intention or purpose. And if I want to have like a super symmetrical shot that is going to be in the middle, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that, but there's going to be a reason for it. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I'm doing it for Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Dead, come on. Um, do you see yourself now that this is 
out and being consumed, do you see yourself doing more of this long form stuff? I definitely, I definitely want to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I want to put, maybe put something together again for, for next year, but, um, but all of this shit too, is that there was a lot of stuff from like, like you said, 2022 and 21. So mm-hmm. if I could, if I could get enough like footage to make something and I, and I don't just want to make like the same, like I, I want to do it better for the, for the next one. Um, so yeah, if I get, if I get the, you know, good foot or if I get good enough footage to make a better one for next year, then cool. But if not, then maybe, you know, 2025 or <laughs> something makes, make another young blood two or, or whatever. But, um, I definitely see myself doing more of these or at least even, even maybe not 30 minute movies, just something of longer, you know, longer than Instagram. Cause, mm-hmm. um, it felt, I'll say this, it felt more rewarding, way more rewarding to make this even, even before I put it out, like just watching it on my QuickTime player or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like this, this is sick. At least to me, like I, I was proud of it. And, um, like when I make an Instagram vi- video, I'm just like, oh, yeah, like post, forget about it. And you kind of forget about all the stuff you do. Like when you're just, you know, like putting on your feet and shit like this, I was like actually proud of. And, and I've, uh, I've kind of had a different like attitude since I, I did this. So I definitely, yeah, I'm going to tackle this, uh, type of project again. If you want a really like artsy fartsy too much segment, let me know. I'll be I'll be oh, your guy. I'll de- I'll definitely get you for one. <laughs> it might not fit aesthetically into anything else, but I mean, you know, it, it, I'm there if you want. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> if, if if I want to get like two hundred thousand more views on it all, I'll hit you up. Oh, shit, two hundred thousand more views. <laughs> Fuck. If I had, yes, send them my way. <laughs> um. Um. Sorry, it's still, I just have it going on me right now. Um, another thing, too, that I loved that I haven't seen, like, growing up on, like, the Krusties and Terra Firmers and the Mini Warriors and stuff, like, there was always um, a crash segment, if you will. Oh, like, yeah. the Terra Firmers had, like, their outdoor segment, which is mainly, like, the crashes. Mm-hmm. And, dude, you have, a, you have basically a crash segment in here. And I was like, I was like, oh, my fucking God. I haven't seen this in like two decades. Like no bullshit, dude. Like no one does that anymore. And that used to be a thing in like the nineties oh, and early two thousands. Every movie, like Nitro Circus, yeah, Terra Firma, like every Yeah, I that just goes back to what I was saying. Like all these movies that I've watched, they just have been burned in my head for so long. And that was like and and I'm like seeing all these crash clips I have and I'm like, damn, like I could actually, you know, like make a, a whole crash segment of just and most of it was just like seems kind of fucked up but it was all 50s just just I mean, absolutely uh, <laughs> annihilating themselves <laughs> dude i the the one i think it was from Lorez where there's like the 50s don't even get to the first turn and they all like there's this big pile up and then the one kid gets up goes three feet and then fucking car goes oh, again i was like yeah i watched that like multiple times i'm like i don't even know how he like he wasn't even doing anything, and he managed no. to go over the bars. Oh yeah, no, he freaking completely. Uh, oh, I I could only imagine what his dad was thinking right then. <laughs> Not happy. All that money just <laughs> down the drain. How long did it take you? Like once you started actually getting into the meat of editing this, how long did it take you from start to 
hitting the final export button. So I think that was like uh, two months. It was almost like two months to the day. Okay. Um, yeah, I just I started like I think the the first the first segment I did was um, was the Gordon segment, mm-hmm. and then um, and it kind of took me a while too. Like after. Like when I started organizing all the footage and stuff, I was like, it took me forever. It seemed like that probably took the longest. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and I was trying to figure out like what songs to use. I was in my hood, in my own head, like, oh, if, well, if I use this song for this segment, I can't use, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then after the, after the Gordon segment, I was like, oh, like I got, I got stoked on it and I just started knocking them out. And then I did like the Enzo one and I, and then I did, I don't know, like Cubby's Cubby segment, which mm-hmm. was, um, which was funny because Jet Jet's out in the hills and shit, um, which probably no one's <laughs> no one's seen. But yeah, um, after that, it probably took me, I don't know, maybe two weeks. It kind of went by pretty fast once I did the first segment, um, or maybe not even two weeks. Maybe it was shorter than that, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, it took some time to obviously to like just organize once I had all the segments done, just organizing which, which order they were going to go in and stuff. Um, and then, yeah, like once it was, uh, I couldn't believe it once I was done, I was like, damn, I actually, I actually did it after all these years of like just thinking it, I was yeah actually done with it. So yeah, Fuck, that's cool. Did, um, I assume in doing this, this is for the most part, all funded out of your own pocket. Um, well, a little bit, like most of the stuff too, is from like just all the monster shoots I've, I've been on, like the, like the, the Rider D, Rider D segment, like, uh, some of that footage too is from like gas, gas productions and, Mm -hmm. and Shirk and, um, and I'm stoked they let me use their footage too, like from all those shoots and stuff, even the Gordon segment too, like the shot of them, like behind each other, that was all, Mm -hmm. that was all, uh, that was all gas right okay. there. That, that wasn't my, uh, my, uh, directing or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, mo- mo- most of the stuff has just come from like, uh, from, you know, monster s- sending me out or, you know, to shoot all this stuff. And then some of it too, was just like the cubby segment and jet, like that was all just in the Hills with, with my friends just shooting stuff. So, okay. Other than that. Yeah. Do you have a, is there one shot in here that you have that you're, you're like, that was fucking rad that stands out to you? Mm, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think right now. I don't know. I mean, some of the shots that I could think of right now that are badass or, 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 uh, or gases shots, the freaking, those are those are badass. I can't think of any of my own shots for that. Sounds fucked up that I can't even. <laughs> no, I get it. I get that. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, man, that's a, that, it, it might, it might come to me in, in a minute if I keep thinking about it. Favorite segment you edited? Probably, probably riders. Okay. Rider D's. Yeah. yeah. Just because like the whole, the whole Bakersfield, um, like in the, in the beginning and shit and the, mm-hmm. all the, all the photos of like his, uh, like the, the frames on the wall and the, and the, the, the signature from, from Maddo. Um, yeah, that, you know, that's like my hometown in Bakersfield. So that kind of showing like a, a kid from, uh, from, from Baco like that. And plus Hillsack too. He's, a uh, not so much Bakersfield, but he's like current, he's, uh, current side. Yeah. Um, 
so yeah, like it was kind of a mixture of, uh, of some Bakersfield, uh, guys in there as far as, you know, Ryder D Hillsack and then, yeah, me, yeah, me doing the edit, I guess. I love it. Uh, yeah, man. I, yeah. Fucking you like pick your brain all day about this. Like even I, yeah, I just, I'm going to keep going back to like the pacing and the tone and like how I knew you were smart about like going from like action and like knowing when to cut to like just a, a random fucking moment or whatever. And then coming back into action, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just all like, it felt so natural and like <laughs> authentic. I, I think, I think maybe the, the studying of the old uh, videos again was maybe what done it. Cause I, I, yeah. I did notice too, like there's, there's just a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of spots or, like clips where it's just like it's them and without their helmet on or whatever. And, um, and usually that's not my editing style. Like usually it's like, like, you know, the shots of them, like in staging first and then it's them like writing. And then you don't really go back to like, um, like them without their helmet on or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I was not trying to like copy the old, movies like that but i kind of like that uh like how you're saying that pacing of like going back to you know like them them on the podium or them doing whatever like just not just just full action the whole the whole time um so yeah i guess i guess it kind of worked out if uh, if you notice that (laughs) yeah no totally totally um So, yeah. What, uh, so what for you, like what's next now that this is out, like what's kind of the next thing you're, you're getting ready to tackle? Um, as far as like a project or just, yeah. Yeah. Is uh, it like client stuff you have at this point or, yeah, or is it like, cause I know sometimes for me, like you finish something big like this, you're like, okay, take a breath, like take a step back for a moment and like almost like recover before mm-hmm. you start getting into whatever that next thing might be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think the next, the next thing for me is probably just, which sounds monotonous, but just going, just shooting all the, all the regionals and, or all the main qualifiers and all that stuff in February, you know, it all starts back pretty, pretty quick, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, for me, that's, that's kind of what mostly I do too, is just go to, go to like, any any race like a, a male qualifier or whatever and just and just uh you know people hit me up for like instagram stuff or just content in general um that's that's kind of what i have next i don't really know well i guess like daytona and stuff is coming up fairly quickly too like mm-hmm. once supercross starts like daytona seems like it's dirty there you know yeah. yeah so i guess like as far as a bigger yeah like not really a project, but yeah, like Daytona will be probably the first, uh, like bigger shoot, you know, like doing, uh, I'll be there with shirt doing probably stuff for, for monster. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Other than that, just trying to collect more, more stuff for another, uh, long form video, I guess. Um, which, yeah, just hit, hit, hitting the races again. Oh, we're at the crash segment right now. Big oh. for big crash in the first turn at Mammoth. Shocking. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your standard uh, hit the bushes and keep going straight. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. Oh my gosh, who who are some of the like guys you're looking up to or have looked up to, um, film wise? Um, for sure, 
like Tom, Tom was a big one. He was probably one of the like first guys that I, uh, would like study his, his videos and like, and just, yeah, like he, uh, he definitely like made me want to film him. Uh, I'm trying to think who else, Jacob Johnson's pretty good. Him and, uh, mm-hmm. him and who was it? Sam Thurman. Okay. I like what they do with like the, uh, they do stuff for like Bell and Rockstar and their shit is like insane. Yeah. And just, and just their like their editing style too. Like I, I kind of like, well, like sometimes I'll screen record one of their, their videos and be like, Oh, like they've, they, you know, they, they did this and they, they slowed this down or they, uh, yeah, whatever. I'll, I'll, I kind of look up to those guys too. Their shit yeah. is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Where like for you career wise, where do you like, kind of what's the goals aspirations like where do you want to take it i was i was thinking about that on the way here because i knew that that was one of the questions <laughs> <laughs> and i really don't have a it sounds fucked up i don't really have a, a straight answer for that like I don't, I don't really know what what i see myself like doing like a five-year plan or 10-year plan i don't really know what i guess just keep keep doing this as long as i can or mm-hmm. i don't know maybe maybe eventually like I honestly don't, I don't even know. That's such a hard, that's such a hard question for me. I've never, my whole life, I've never thought ahead more than like a couple months, you know, I'm always like yeah. just, just yeah. winging it. And I, I still kind of feel like that. So I guess if I had like one, one goal or whatever, I guess would say to just like keep, I don't know, providing content, I guess for, for moto or, you know, cause that's really all I, all I know. And all I, all I love is, is moto. Mm-hmm. So even if it doesn't involve filming, maybe it's something different. Um, you know, just, I just want to stay in the sport as, as long as I can and hopefully not get, uh, tired of it. Cause I know some people kind of get burnt out and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they kind of get it's, sick of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess that would, yeah, to not get sick of, of moto and stay in it as long as I can and, and support myself financially. That's the goal. It's such a fucking roller coaster. It my is. My huh? God. Yeah. It's, I like my wife sometimes, she's like, cause every Saturday, watch Supercross. Like I'll watch practice, qualifying, like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't understand it. Like all you do is be so frustrated with the, the industry and like, you complain about the things that make you mad, but here we are on Saturday night watching the race. I'm like, it, there's a, for me, I guess like a separation, but like, I love the sport, the industry. Industry. It, pro, just pros and cons. Yeah. Pros and cons. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm starting to kind of, uh, I'm starting to kind of see some of the, I haven't really seen too much like gnarly, uh, shit that would like, drive i mean knock on wood hopefully but uh yeah i mean i definitely have seen yeah some people just get burnt out on it and that i feel like that that's like one of my worst fears too because if i don't if i'm not uh interested in moto then i don't really have anything yeah to look forward to so yeah yeah that would be uh that would be not good for me I would say, I mean, for, yeah, for me being back at the races for the TLD thing, like that was probably the most fun I've ever had being like at the races. Like it was just, they were a rad crew. The access they allowed me and that they trusted me with was, I haven't really experienced that at that level. 
doing something like that. Um, and it definitely like rejuvenated me. I was like, fuck, okay. Like this is how it could fucking be. Uh, and then unfortunately, yeah, everything got canned. So now I'm like, and this is why the fucking sport will never grow. Like (laughs) back at that, that, that point. Yeah. Um, but I, I guess where I was going with it is that the, usually the most fun I've had is when I'm doing like the passion project stuff or like things for me that feel like, yeah, this is where I belong. Like the no runners project I did with Trevor Stewart. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think a lot of people saw it, but I, it was this project called who is with Gunnar, Wright. It was like a 30 minute piece that lived on verb that came out in 2022. Like that. And even like the all in stuff. Yeah. All all that stuff was cool. Yeah. For the most part, like, okay, yeah, I'm being paid to be there to do that. But like when you have like full creative control and like, there's no one like verb isn't telling me what to change and what to add or anything like that. Like they had full trust in me and like, just you do whatever you do. And if I needed help, I'll ask for help. But like those situations in the world is where it's like, yeah, I could like, this is how it should be. But it's when you get into some client stuff at times and you're just like, fucking email chain of 10 people that all have t- different ideas and you have to fucking be a mind reader and like figure out what they want. Cause they don't know what they want. You're like, yeah, this is terrible. I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not at that level of, of, you know, of that, but I could only imagine like, like, you know, creatively, um, other people telling you, um, like, Oh, like, you know, what about this? Or you should change this. And, Oh yeah. I, I could imagine that like taking the fun out of it or, you know, like kind of driving you away from it, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I always say it's uncreative people making creative decisions. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, how, like, why are you in the position you're in? <laughs> but I, I hope like, I mean, I hope you can carve out a niche for yourself almost like Behrman has where like Behrman's getting paid to basically ride his dirt bike for fun. Like I hope that you're able to carve out a niche for yourself where you can do this type of shit. Because I think, in my opinion, to keep this type of stuff going and consistent is to, like, let you, the creative, have full range and do what you know how to do without anyone pulling strings or, like, giving their input. Yeah. So I hope you're able to, like, take the success of this and just keep applying it and replicating it. And, like, I would love to see the sport and people like yourself just do this type of shit. Yeah. Do shit that's long form that brings you joy and you're able to like provide a living for yourself. Yeah. Even if it, uh, yeah, it doesn't see the light of day for a while. Like a lot of this shit has been, has been repurposed and reused obviously, but yeah, like I would, I would, I would love that too. Just to, if, if my whole job for the whole year was to, to just make something like this and yeah, that would be, yeah, that would be awesome for me. I mean, that would, uh, yeah. and, and like I said, like I, I had so much fun making this. Uh, I mean, it was, like I said, like my, my mood has just been different since I had been working on this. Like now I'm like, I'm rejuvenated a little bit and I want to like actually go out and just shoot for fun or mm-hmm. for a while I was like, Oh, if I'm not, you know, if I'm not getting paid, like, I don't, I don't want to go out there. Like, what's the point, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, if I could, keep making stuff like this and people are, are stoked on it and 
Uh, yeah, I definitely want to, I want to keep running with this. Yeah. I hope, dude, I, I hope you do. And I will, cause I had struggled with it too, but advice would always be like, don't second guess yourself. Cause it's easy. Like you, like when I did the all in stuff the first time and it fucking blew up, I was like, Oh, and you kind of get in your own head of like, fuck, I like, how do I recreate this? Cause at the time it's like, there's no like foundation for it. So it's like, yeah, just fucking, I'm just making this up as I go. Yeah. And then it works. You're like, fuck. Like, <laughs> all right. Now there's like an expectation. Um, and as I've gotten older and whatnot, I've gotten better about like, just like fuck the expectation. Just like do what's like feels right to yourself. So that would be my biggest advice. Like if you do a sequel to this, like, don't let shit get in your head. Just like do what feels right to you. I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely have to remember that. Cause, uh, I was already thinking about that too. I was like, <laughs> Oh now I, you know, everyone's like, Oh yeah. Like bring, uh, bring motor movies back. And I hope you can make another one. And I'm like, Oh, well fuck. Now I got to like, not that I have to do it again. I guess like I, I get to do it again, whatever. Cause people like it, but yeah, I was already like kind of, uh, <laughs> feeling a little bit of like pressure for myself while I'm like, fuck now I gotta, now I gotta do it again and, yeah. and, uh, and recreate something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, dude, trust me. I, it's, I still like deal with that, but it's, you, I'll get to a point where it's literally, I have to say to myself, like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to do what feels cool and right to me. And if you like it, cool. And if you don't, well, I guess that's your problem. Because mm-hmm. it is, it's all subjective, right? Like, yeah. You're not going to please everybody. No, I'm sure there's, yeah, I'm sure there's people that watch that and they're like, oh yeah, this shit is fucking ass. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, people have, people have all kinds of different opinions and they're, and they're entitled to it. So. Yeah. But Yeah. Trust yourself. Trust your stuff. There's a quote in a book that I read a long time ago, and it was it was my favorite quote in the book was "Trust your stuff." And I was like, "Oh, that's." Mm-hmm. So I always like remember that one. And there's another one too. It's in my Instagram bio. Um, it's from a poet, but it's the worst thing for our trade is to be in style. So mm. I, I I fucking love that one. Love that one because it's like going back to Instagram, like. <laughs> What's everyone doing? Oh, what's in style? Oh, nine by sixteen. Fucking that whole style. Yeah, what song is trending? Oh, this one. I'll fucking yeah. use this song. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> no, be yeah. So I'm again for the thousandth time stoked that you kind of put a middle finger to that and said, no, I'm going to do long form. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm stoked for you, dude. I, I appreciate uh, I appreciate the words, dude. I'm 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 stoked that I'm stoked that it got. Yeah, uh, it caught your attention, and you've and you've uh, and you've given me praise for it because, yeah, I would I would have never expected uh, expected you to be messaging me and <laughs> and all that stuff and being here like it's yeah it's it's honestly uh it's crazy dude yeah no it's 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 probably gonna sound super dickhead and I don't mean it to come across that way but like I don't really watch dirt bike stuff at all anymore like I'm pretty checked out from it. Cause it's all the same. I was like, I already know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, like I said, when I, I, I watched your project for the first time and then 32 minutes passed and I was like, Whoa, like, <laughs> and I watched it again and I was like, Holy shit. Like, yeah, it's someone like you caught my attention. Mm-hmm. So, and not that I'm the fucking, <laughs> the, the, 
decision maker of what's cool and what's not cool, but it definitely like I mean I was like, oh okay, you I'm I'm here. You have my attention. I mean, shit, you're you're uh, you're you're pretty badass in your own right too, and you you know you you know what you're doing. I, so I mean, that's, people think I do. <laughs> <laughs> I every now and then I'm like, okay, I have it figured out, but it's it's uh, a you know, you're always learning. Oh, always. yeah, every day. Yeah, every day. Um, I have. Let's see here. So a few things that I'm sure you're prepared for yeah. that I ask everybody at the end. <laughs> I might throw in one that I like rarely ask just to throw you off. Oh, okay. We'll see. Yeah, surprise uh, me. Uh, first one, do you see yourself as a realist, optimist, or a pessimist? Uh I try to be I try to be more of a more of a realist, but I think I'm probably more of a of a optimist sometimes mm-hmm. i don't know maybe, maybe i'm wrong maybe people that i know are gonna listen to this and be like oh yeah what a fucking liar <laughs> <laughs> i don't know but i usually try to be more uh optimist well i well no i said realist yeah, yeah i try to be more be more re- like you know be more realistic about stuff like but i don't know i guess the i i always just hope for the best really what right. it comes down to yeah Fuck yeah. Um, uh, if you could have dinner with three people dead or alive, who would they be? Oh, <laughs> man. I, I, uh, I didn't even remember this question. It's somewhat new, actually, to be fair. So, Man, dinner with three people? Okay, for sure, uh, James Stewart. Okay. Gotta have, gotta have dinner with, uh, with JS7. Yeah. Um, probably... Uh, <sighs> Dinner with man, the pre- the pressure is real right now. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, I would have dinner with uh, John or uh, Dana Nicholson. Okay, the Krusty Demons. Yeah, filmer. Yeah, yeah. That would I'm sure fucking he'd have stories forever. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> third, oh man. Probably, maybe uh, I'll 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 throw in Livy. Uh, what's her name? Livy Dunn or Livy Dune? Who's that? She's a uh, she's Instagram. She's like some uh, gymnastics or okay. I don't know. She's she's hot though. But okay, I would have dinner with her. Okay, I'll you'll have to, you'll have to show me her when we finish yeah, up here. I, I yeah, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> All right, um, guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure is uh, a couple oh, either video games or uh, or an ice cold beer. Okay, uh, what's your uh, poison for a beer? My my poison for a beer? Yeah, like what's your go to? Like if- oh, oh man, I would say uh, it's it's usually it's usually Coors Light, but uh, I've been going the cheap route. I've been I've been going Natty Light. Oh my I, god! I hope, dude, that's a whole other level. Yeah, I know some Taft people out there. I know my dad would be proud when he uh, listens to this. Okay, but yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Coors Light or or Natty Light. I'm I'm down. Oh my Natty Light, man, that is that. I never. The first time I ever had one was fuck 2019 uh, when Ryan Sipes had that. Red Bull series, the general, mm. uh, and like Wes and I were shooting a majority of all that stuff. And I remember we fucking road tripped from my house to Arizona to meet Sipes and his dad at some house they were staying at getting ready for a flat track race. Mm. 
all they drink. I'm pretty sure it's Natty Lights. That's all they drink. Oh, and fucking nothing else. Don't even come around with anything else. Oh well, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch out the the I'm gonna switch out Livy Dunn for uh, Ryan Sipes then. <laughs> <laughs> Bold move. He seems like a cool guy. Then. He is super cool. He is a super cool dude, actually. Hmm. Um, how funny. Uh, uh, and then video games. Uh, are you console guy or PC guy? I'm a I'm I'm PC nowadays. I okay. play I play a lot of uh, 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 MX bikes. Okay. And I don't know if you've ever seen that yeah. or anything, but yeah, freaking uh, that uh, my buddy uh, Jason Pilster. He uh, mm-hmm. he makes tracks and stuff and. And, uh, so I, I always got a new tracks and shit and new, uh, uh, new, new shit to do on, on the game. Okay. Um, so yeah, that, that game is, it's for sure the best one. Okay. All right. Have you seen the trailer for the new Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, I have. (laughs) I have. (laughs) That's all that. So I have a PS5 and literally the only game I play is, is GTA. So I'm like. When the trailer came out, and I'm just like, "Fuck yes!" Oh, dude, I couldn't believe it when it finally came out. I'm like, "Oh, right? it's it's real now." Yeah, I was. So, yeah, there was part of me that's like, "I'm gonna believe it when I see it." So the fact that Rockstar acknowledged that the game exists and then they dropped the trailer, I was like, "Okay, it's happening." Yeah, and I didn't I didn't realize all the uh, like all of the real like videos and shit, like the like the the girl twerking on the car and stuff on the on the yeah. freeway, like that. Like that was all. That was like an actual video or something like, yeah, yeah, like uh, yeah, I don't know, but this shit looks sick. I can't, uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. Fucking fired up, <laughs> cannot <laughs> wait. Um, all right, I'm gonna throw uh, one at you that I don't ask very often. Ooh. Um, I got a few here. Uh, is there a song lyric that speaks to you, or it could uh, just be a song in general? Yeah. Um. Yeah, not so much a lyric, but uh, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Parkway Drive lately. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what is it? Horizons is a bit, like the last the last two minutes of that song is is pretty sick, and it like gets me uh it gets it gets me thinking about just like I don't know. This sounds super like sappy or whatever, but it uh it just it gets me thinking about fucking shit that I could that I could I could do or. I don't know. That sounds pretty. That sounds pretty dumb now that I think about it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it. Uh, I don't know. That that song is a. Uh, I don't know what it is, man. It's like it's like drugs for me. Okay. It gets me gets me thinking. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Um, sweet. Anything else you want to add or throw in that I didn't touch on? Um. Yeah, I can't really. I can't really think of anything. I guess uh, if I had to like. If I could uh, think of something, it's uh, if if there was anyone like me that's in a that's uh fucking not happy and working a working a shitty job, uh, uh, you know, it's okay to uh, gamble and and uh, yeah, pick up you know, filming or, or or whatever, even if it's not filming. Um, yeah, you know, take a chance on yourself if uh, if you're not not happy doing what you're doing, just you know. Yeah, do it. Do it. Feels best for you because uh, this is what felt best for me, and yeah, it's it's kind of working out so far, I guess. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just glad I'm not I'm not uh not cleaning pools and being a uh, yeah in that in that world anymore. So I guess uh, to answer that that long winded 
the statement is just uh, do it, do what feels best in your gut. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. That's been most, uh, if not all of my career, is just uh, constantly kind of gambling on yourself and taking chances. And even when it doesn't work out, it somehow leads to like a different opportunity to, For sure, to yeah. pop up. So it's – especially like even on mine with like the TLD thing going away, like super suddenly it's like, all right, well, that fucking hurts. So I'm like going through that like shitty part that will – at some point it will get me to the other side of like what's going to be next and just keep plugging away. And part of why I also want to do the podcast, like I would love to figure out how to make this thing like a full-time deal because I really enjoy doing it. <laughs> um and it's cool to share stories and, and I mean, even being at the, again, being back at the races over the summer, like people that I didn't even know that, you know, photo guys, video guys coming up to me saying, Oh, I've been listening to the podcast and like, thanks for doing what you're doing. It's super relatable. It's nice to hear that like these other people are going through similar struggles or have had the same experiences of what I've gone through or I'm currently going through. And like a lot of people say, like, it, it's nice to know I'm not alone. Yeah. Um, I've definitely felt that way too, listening to like, uh, Casey Davis. Um, mm -hmm. I liked, I liked his one. And then there was, there was an, I mean, Tom's was pretty good too, but yeah, I kind of felt that same thing. I'm like, you know, I guess we're all, we're all, uh, at the end of the day, we're all, we're all humans and, and, uh, not everyone sees like the, like we, we all might look like stoked every day on, on Instagram and shit, but yeah, yeah there's a, there's definitely days that are, are, pretty, pretty shitty. And, and, um, and yeah, your, your podcast has kind of, uh, made me, made me realize more of that, that we're all, we're all just, we're all humans and we all have feelings and shit and, yeah. and, uh, aspirations and all that. And I don't know, I, I kind of yeah. feel the same, the same way. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's even like with my work, I know I'm like the emotional storyteller, whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's like, that's just what interests me. And it's like, I want, I like to feel something. So it's like, that's why my style of work is the way it is. And even doing the podcast, trying to be like transparent about my experiences and, you know, having people like yourself on to talk about what you've gone through. Cause there's someone that's going to listen to this. That is, wants to be right where you're sitting today that, it, you yeah. know, that, but is like five years behind where you're at right now, but trying to figure it out. Um, yeah. So like trying to give, I know it's, this is a way to like help give back, I hope. And like with all different walks of life, not just like moto, but like all different aspects. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some kids out there that were, uh, kind of like in my shoes right now, like kind of in limbo of the whole, yeah, this whole yeah. job or, or career path, I guess. And, and, yeah. Like just, yeah. If, uh, if they're, if they are listening to this, just, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And eventually, uh, eventually it's going to, it's going to pay off. Like just, yeah. Like you said, you know, I can't even, uh, I can't even complete my answer. I, I'm so lost for words. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's, I got, yeah. Yeah. That's what I remind myself doing the podcast. I was like, just keep shipping away. Like it'll grow. It'll get to be, it'll get to where I want it to be down the road. Mm -hmm. Um, and regardless, I enjoy doing it. I was, I, I've decided my 10 year plan by 2033. I'm going to have Taylor Swift on the podcast. Oh so yeah. I'm giving yeah. myself 10 years to like 
grow it and get big enough to have Taylor Swift on the podcast. There we go. How, how's the, um, I know you're, you're trying to get Jenny Taft on the, oh on my the call. God. How's that going? It's not because I don't know how to read. I, I don't have a direct line to her. Otherwise I, I would reach out to her. I'm sure I could find her email, but that's just going to go to a fucking whoever her agent is. And yeah. that's going to get fucking deleted. But like, <laughs> I like, I've had Jeff Emig on. I know they they have a relationship. Paige Craig and I are close. Her and Jenny have a relationship. So there's ways. I'm just trying to figure out how to go about it as like natural as possible and yeah. like avoid the creepy factor. I was, was going to say might yeah. be too late to avoid the creep factor. I was going to say you might you might go down a path that will be pretty. Uh, you might get like a restraining order or something on you. <laughs> I hope not. I mean, at least there's at this, fuck, by the time yours comes out, there's 31 episodes. So it's like, there's enough there to be like, it's not like there's none out. I'm like, here, come fucking talk to me on my podcast. Yeah. It's not out. So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Jenny Taft in uh, Taylor Swift by 2033. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Well, if they're ever on the pod, I'm, I'll for sure uh, have to give that a listen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like Taylor Swift's music. I'm just like fascinated by like what she's done for herself. Like the story of what she's achieved is super interesting. I don't care about her music. Yeah. I just think what she's done is a trip and I can't figure out if she's attractive or not. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that is a tough one. I never really thought about it that (laughs) way. She's not ugly. She's not ugly, but she's not really hot either. I can't figure it out. I'm yeah. I'm like, I probably shouldn't fucking talk about that. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to, Ron or um no thanks for thanks for having me i'm i'm yeah, stoked yeah. to uh this is my first first podcast and i probably sound like a total total dipshit <laughs> no you're good you're good but yeah fucking yeah like i said thanks thanks for having me on and it's mm-hmm. uh it's nice to finally meet you too i know uh yeah i've been seeing you at the races here and there and i'm like oh fucking hopefully he doesn't think i'm a total no. Total ditch. no, I met you. We, I'm pretty sure we met at Freestone in 2022. I'm almost confident because I was with Jeff Simpson and Blake Keith. I swear to God, I met you that year. Maybe, maybe, maybe we said hi or something, but I, I, I don't remember like actually having a like a conversation or, or anything. Maybe uh, we just said hi and then like went our ways. And I'm like, oh yeah, fucking, you probably, yeah, fucking hell, here's this kid with his little ass camera. <laughs> I, I, I'm convinced we like met and like chatted for a couple minutes and I, I want to say I was with Jeff Simpson or something and like walking away and, and, uh, I was like, that, that, I was like, that's a cool, he was a cool guy. And Jeff Simpson being like, oh yeah, he's super solid. Oh. I'm convinced that this happened. Like I'm positive. You might, you, you're probably right. I think, uh, maybe my brain's just so fried <laughs> that I don't remember it all, but that's, that's cool though. If, uh, yeah, if we if we did meet, well, I guess now this is our official, official first official first date. Yeah, yeah, hey, yo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love it. All right, man, thank you, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. This is an outro. I've had to record this multiple times because I keep fucking it up and I don't know what I'm supposed to say because I have discovered outros are weird. And if you ever do a podcast and you have to do your own outro, you will also discover that this is weird. But here we are trying to make it less weird but probably making it more weird anyways uh thank you to everyone that listened to that episode i really appreciate it hope every one of you enjoyed it and got some insight into and uh hmm yeah i'm not doing this again
So we're going to roll with that fumble. Um, hmm. I hope that you got some insight and perspective uh, into the story you just heard from who was most definitely a rad individual. Um, and like I said up front, if you haven't already, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon, iHeartRadio, wherever you like to cast your pods, we're there. Uh, so give it a follow, subscribe, rate, review, comment, love it, or leave it. Uh, and find us on Instagram at underscore the field experiment, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the social stuff, because influence and new episodes every monday morning 5 a.m pacific standard time 8 a.m eastern standard time every monday new episode uh so yeah hope to see you back again thank you to everyone that listened hope you enjoyed and we'll see you next week